Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Let's delay tonight's episode one minute to hear Mr. McGee make this point with Mrs. McGee. Would you light a match to a pile of money, Molly? Heavenly days, McGee. Where'd you get an idea like that? Just came to me. Dramatizing a point, they call it. You know, trying to make people sit up and take notice by shocking them a little. Well, I'm properly shocked, dearie. Now, what's it all about? It's about the thousands of dollars that are lost each year because a lot of people don't know the few simple facts about their own Social Security. For example, a lot of young married folks don't realize that Social Security benefits can give them a good start toward a family protection program. I guess what McGee has been leading up to is some plain talk on the new Social Security law. Plain Talk is the name of Prudential's 30-page booklet that answers all your questions about Social Security benefits. Like how much will I get at 65? Do I get credit for the time I spent in service? Can my family and I lose our benefits? And what's more, all these important questions are illustrated with some of the cutest baby pictures you've ever seen, outside of your own family. You want a copy? It's yours for the asking. Just drop a card with your name and address on it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Wow, look what day this is. December 22nd, and I haven't got but just a couple of small presents so far for... Molly! I'm wrapping some presents, McGee. What is it? I think I'll run downtown for an hour or so. I, uh, I got a few purchases I gotta buy. For myself. Okay? Okay, dearie. But one thing now, if you're going down to buy something for me, don't spend a lot of money. For you? What in the world makes you think it's anything like that? <laughs> well, you run along, but don't you be extravagant now. Me? Ha! I'm never extravagant, my dear. I'm a shrewd bargainer and a close buyer. And a pushover for peddlers of dubious merchandise. When did I ever fall? Last Christmas. Where? That fly-by-night store at 14th and Oak. What? That statue of the Eiffel Tower with the broken leg. Oh, that the man sold you as a genuine copy of the Leaning Tower of Pisa. That's when, where, what, and how. <laughs> I forgot all about that. But it taught me a lesson, all right. How could it teach you a lesson if you forgot all about it? I absorbed it into my unconscious. Don't you mean subconscious? No. No, I guess you're right this time. As the kid said when his old man asked him how he wore out the seat of his pants, notwithstanding, I got to get me downtown and uh, attend to some things. Well, I'll see you later, kiddo. Don't buy me anything I can't exchange for something useful, dearie. Who says I'm going down to buy you anything? Put a thing over on that gal. She's got me pegged like a full cribbage board. I wonder if she'd like a cribbage board for Christmas. Nah, she don't play cribbage. Whoops, mail in the box. I'll just take that along. Light bill. A couple of Christmas cards to Mrs. Molly McGee. Oh, there, Johnny, going my way. Uh, oh, hi, old-timer. I didn't hear you drive up. Must be something wrong with my ears. You didn't I didn't hear me because it didn't make no noise, Johnny. Put the truck in neutral and coast it up behind you. <laughs> Pop in, take you downtown. Okay. Send that to old man McDonald, the president of the bank in front of the bank yesterday. 
coasted up behind him and then blowed my horn. Like that. What happened? He let out a scream, jumped clean over one of them little foreign cars parked at the curb, dropped a roll of half dollars he was carrying, and it rolled down the sewer. <laughs> Boy, I'd like to have saw that. Last a scene of him in the rearview mirror, he was down on his hands and knees with his head in the sewer, shaking his fist and threatening to charge the roll of halves to my bank account. <laughs> to your bank account. <laughs> He's just the guy that'll do it, too. Not that I blame him. No, he don't scare me, Johnny. Who's got a bank account? <laughs> oh. Well, if you'll excuse me, I'll look over my mail here and... Hey, this is kind of interesting. What you got? Christmas card? No, listen, it says, congratulations. Don't throw this card away. It is worth $5.11. Say, that's a very friendly card. It says, we take great pleasure to inform you that you will receive a beautiful sepia tint 8 by 10 photograph of yourself, our regular $12 photograph, for only six eighty nine with this card. The perfect personal Christmas gift for someone you love. Hey! Oh, now, Johnny, you ain't thinking of giving that sweet little wife of yours a picture of your face for Christmas. Says the one gift that only you can give. Boy, that's it. (laughs) Make sure it ain't a speaking likeness, son. (laughs) I'd love one, too, because I never seen you with your mouth shut. Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. This is the season of peace on earth. So let's also make it a season of goodwill on the road. There are many ways in which we can be courteous when driving. Ways that will command respect and also help avoid costly accidents. For example, we can share the road by driving in the proper lane. We can allow ample clearance when passing. We can yield the right of way to other drivers and pedestrians. We can drive within safe speeds. We can give proper signals for turns and stops, dim our lights when meeting or overtaking others, and we can respect all traffic laws and regulations. Yes, make courtesy your code of the road during this holiday season, and you'll help materially in making it a safer season. December is the time of year when haste, carelessness, over-celebrating, in fact, nearly all traffic accident hazards increase. So make courtesy, caution, and care. Your code of the road and help eliminate accidents throughout the holidays. Now, before you take this, bud, you positively and absolutely guarantee you can deliver this picture to me before Christmas? Absolutely, Mr. McGee. Why, if you'll just sit still there and stop talking just for one twenty-fifth of a second, mind you, I'll snap it right now and you can pick up the finished picture in an hour. Okay, I'm still... Is my hair smooth down? Good, good. Everything is fine. Still now. <laughs> there. You can relax now. My gosh, you mean you're all through? Why, you didn't even peek under the black cloth. Oh, this is all second nature to me, Mr. McGee. Experience, you know. You know, I always figured you guys could do this stuff a lot faster if you wanted to. You know, it usually takes a week or ten days. You come in, look at the proofs, go home, and come back next week. All just for a lot of show, ain't it? Make it look like hard work, huh? Well, we're improving our techniques all the time. New processes, you know. Technology marches on and all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You come back at, uh, oh, four o'clock, and I'll have it ready. Four o'clock. You're going to love this picture. Well, I got my... 
my cigars, bought an extra batch of Christmas seals, looked at all the posters in front of the Bijou. Twice. Guess I can head back for the photo studio now. It's almost four o'clock. Hey, knucklehead! Hey, Stoop! Wait a minute! Somebody call me? Oh, well, well, if it ain't our jolly, jovial old family physician. Hi, Lard. What are you doing downtown without your keeper, Bag Bridges? Going around pulling beards off Santa Clauses? No. I've just bought my little wife one final Christmas present. Snide puss. A gift that'll make her very happy and one which I, and only I, can give her. Ah, you're going away for a week by yourself and give her a wonderful rest. What a sweet, generous thought. Honestly, Doctor, the way you guess wrong on everything, it's no wonder your record of flutilities is so high. You mean fatalities. I'm glad you're not trying to hide them. What I'm giving Molly is, I had my picture took personal for her. Right down the street. Right down there in Lotzinger Studio. Oh, this I gotta see. Come on, let's have a look at it. Where is it? <laughs> I'm going to pick it up in a few minutes. And I'll thank you to go mind your own business. Save your thanks. I'm going with you. I want to look at that photograph. I might want a dozen of them myself. Oh, sure, sure. For Comic Valentine's. <laughs> I know. Well, you can go jump. Ah, you can't take it, huh? You'd love to dish it out, but you can't take it. I can so, too, take it. <laughs> what the heck? I don't care what you think, anyhow. The picture's for Molly, and she'll love it. So come on in, you big scoffer. Have yourself a good laugh. On me. Fine. But don't expect anything else for Christmas. <laughs> hey, you got my picture ready? Anybody here? Uh, yes. Uh, who is it? Oh, <laughs> Mr. McGee, isn't it? Is the other gentleman with you? Yes and no. He's with me, but he's no gentleman. This is Dr. Gamble. Well, how do you do, How Dr. do you do, Mr. Lesson? Now, that picture of me... Oh, yes, sir. I, I have it right here. Well, let me see it. Let me see it. Well, say, how about that? Just take a look, Doc. How about that? Hmm, say, I don't know what kind of a photographer you are, Mr. Lotzinger, but you're certainly the world's best photo retoucher. McGee looks five years younger in that picture. What do you mean, retoucher? I came in here at three o'clock just barely an hour ago. He hardly had time to snap it, let alone retouch it. It's just that I ain't very old for my age, that's all. Right, Lotzi? Of course. Uh, you're pleased with it? Why, it's terrific. It's the first time I've ever been done justice to. I'll show you how much I like it. It's six eighty nine, you say? Yes. Well, here's seven bucks. You can keep the change. Well, I gotta get on home. Boy, will Molly love this. You coming my way, Doctor? Uh no. I I'm stopping here a few minutes, McGee. I'll see you later. Don't say a word about this to Molly, you hear? So long. Mr. Lotzinger, that was a wonderful photograph of McGee. It made him look almost human. So youthful, too, and, and in an hour. Well, sir, thank you. Um, I have a friend, a uh, lady friend, and I was thinking, uh, can you do a job like that on me? Oh, I'm sorry, doctor. No. You can't, huh? But you just did it for him. Yes, I know, but the circumstances are quite different. I can't see how they do. Yeah, I know you can't, but they are, I assure you. Oh, gee, I can't get over it. A picture which makes McGee look five years younger and in only an hour. Seven years, Doctor. Seven What do you mean? Well, I might as well tell you. That fellow McGee came in here seven years ago and had his picture taken. Then when he saw it, he refused to take it. And I was stuck with a five-dollar job. So? So I held it till now. I knew that someday, after he'd forgotten about it, I could unload it. And you just did, huh? 
<laughs> oh, this is wonderful. <laughs> but why did he refuse to take it seven years ago? He said it made him look too old. Too old. <laughs> too old. Fibber and Molly will be right back. How much difference can a shampoo make in the appearance of your hair? You'll find out after your first sudsing with Dial Shampoo. Because this new shampoo gives your hair that diamond sparkle look. A bright, shiny look you'll love. And with Dial Shampoo, you get loads of creamy, rich, lanolated lather, too. It leaves every strand of your hair ever so soft. Ever so easy to manage, even right after shampooing. Once you try new dial shampoo, you'll know how true this little song is. Sparkle, sparkle, your hair too. Sparkles after dial shampoo. Dial shampoo gives your hair clean. Dial shampoo gives your hair sheen. Diamond sparkle, that's for you when you use dial Look for Dial Shampoo in the Unbreakable Squeeze Bottle at your favorite store. Hey, Molly. Did I tell you about the new weighing machine they're trying out this afternoon in front of Kramer's Drugstore? No, not so far. Well, instead of dropping a card out with your weight on it, the thing's got a gadget on it that announces your weight through a little loudspeaker. Oh, that'll never be popular with the ladies. <laughs> or with Doc Gamble, either. Why? What happened? Well, Doc got on it to test it today, and the loudspeaker said, Please, fellows, one at a time. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. Fibber, McGee, and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed. With Bill Thompson as the old-timer, Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble, and Parley Bear as the photographer. This is John Wall saying goodnight and urging you not to miss the Christmas story Fibber tells Teeny tomorrow night. Join the great Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.